There we go. Christmas. How many of you guys are excited about Christmas? Some of you are like, no, I hate Christmas. It's like, I'm ready for Christmas to be over with. Some of you are there. But some of you are the very, I mean, this is your favorite time of year. This is, this is like, well, Christmas. I started celebrating Christmas as soon as Halloween was over. And I took a break for, 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 for Thanksgiving. But then we went right back to Christmas celebration. Some of you are there. I mean... And it's a, it's a special time of year. It does take place in the heart of winter, even though I think the seasons are kind of changing, you know. But, um, but it used to take place in the heart of winter when we were having our night, coldest days. And, our, and so this time of year has been kind of special for a lot of people as they, they were getting into that, that solstice time period. But, but, um, but you know, and, and we, as we celebrate Christmas, we're, 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 we're in engulfed with so many things that are both uh, Christian and non-Christian, aren't we? I mean, how many of you guys are like, well, and sometimes it's hard to tell the difference, right? I mean, we've, we've mingled the two so together. I mean, do you know that nowhere in the Holy Scriptures, nowhere in the Holy Scriptures are we told about a celebration uh, about the birth of Jesus Christ. And we're told about the birth of Jesus Christ, but celebrations about it, we're not, they don't have that. We actually, evidence supports that they didn't even celebrate birthdays that much, unless you were like, in, you know, like a king or a pharaoh or a, you didn't even celebrate birthdays. That was just not a thing. I mean, some of you guys are like, I can't imagine celebrating, not celebrating birthdays. And some of you are like, I wish I just could stop celebrating birthdays because I've had way too many of those celebrations. <laughs> But, um, but, you know, it was, it was around uh, 200 A.D., that's 200 years after Christ, when the Greek church uh, father Origen mocked yearly celebration of Roman birth anniversaries, saying they were deeply pagan in their roots and their practice. He says, we, don't, we as Christians, we don't celebrate birthdays. And you guys are like, I didn't know my birthday celebration. I was pagan, huh? It wasn't uh, until uh, the first church father to even discuss, I mean, church fathers, we call church fathers those people that wrote in the early days. They, they, he didn't discuss about when Jesus was born was Clement, you know, for the Egyptian preacher from around the same time period, 200. And December 25th was not even mentioned. But by the 4th century, that's about 400 years after Christ, uh, the Western church had already started celebrating on December 25th. You ever wondered how that came about? I know some of you were like, well, I remember reading this or I heard on TikTok. Too many of you guys get your theology from Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. All right. On TikTok, you probably heard, well, there was a celebration called the Solus Invictus. And then Christians took over that time period and made it Christian. That's actually not how that happened. Um, in the beginning of the third century, uh, a, a guy named Tertullian, he's one of those church fathers, that um, reported that he knew exactly when Jesus died. And he said it was the 14th of Nisan, March 25th. Well, he's probably wrong on that one, but 
That's what he said. And since he was following a Jewish tradition that beginnings and endings often happen at the same time period, he said, well, if we know when Jesus died, then we know when he was conceived. And so according to him, he was conceived on March 25th. And so nine months later, you get December 25th. And that's how we started celebrating on December 25th. That makes sense. And then January 1st would have been, that's eight days after the uh, December 24th. You have eight days later, you have the circumcision of, Jew, of Judaism. So you have January 1st, was the Jew, sec, uh, the, uh, they celebrated the circumcision of Jesus. And so, sometime... Uh, well, it was in I mean, uh, 274, I had to look it up, 274, a Roman emperor saw that Christianity was doing so well, so he moved Solus Invictus to match up with Christians. So what you, what you heard on TikTok, they were lying to you. We have the records that 274 is when that got moved over to match up with Christianity on December 25th. Now sometime during the 4th and the 6th century, 4th through the 6th century, we do see a Christianizing of many pagan things. To, to, and so we, we do have things work their way into the Christmas practices that didn't start out Christian, like the holly wreath. I mean, we have wreaths on our doorsteps and on our... Um, you know, mistletoe. You know, these in ancient Druid times, they were believed to have magical powers. Um, and uh, many speculate that the holly berries have given us our red and green colors of Christmas. And uh, the wreaths believed magical powers, and the Romans used to exchange wreaths as gifts. And once Christianity took hold in Rome, holly wreaths became part of the holiday. Well, that makes sense. Christmas trees, we love our Christmas tree, don't we? I mean, the very lights on it represent Christ. But you know, we're not the first people to drag them inside, which does sound very redneck of us. But uh, <laughs> let's take what's outside and move it inside. <laughs> And while we're at it, let's take all our furniture and move it outside. Um, but, um, but yeah, the Christmas tree is, it, it, I mean, the Germans, the Scandinavians, they, they, they brought the tree inside in the Middle Ages to, um, in the hope that the winter would, uh, the evergreen, because they don't die, they don't die, so they would, it would, uh, uh, die sooner. Uh, the winter would go away. And of course, don't forget Santa. Who doesn't I mean, love Santa? We, we don't worship Santa, but he gets a lot of press, doesn't he? I mean, St. Nicholas was actually a real guy from Turkey. Uh, he was a bishop of a Roman Catholic church uh, known for giving gifts. And he dedicated the service. Uh, he, he dedicated his life to the service of God at a young age and and he was, had a love for children and sailors, and he was, 
Um, he celebrated, his, his life is celebrated all around the world on December 6th. He died in 343. But that's not what we think of when we think of Santa. We think of the big jolly red man in the suit that came from Coca-Cola. Um, it was a masterful advertising campaign to sell stuff, especially Coca-Cola. Uh, he's a great symbol of the, the world of the, the, the material. I mean, he's a great symbol of materialism, isn't he? Uh, I, so, you know, we love Santa, though I'm not beating on Santa, the way we think of him. He, we love Reese, we love tree, we love the lights. I mean, uh, you know, every year my family and I, we chase some lights, we go somewhere else and find the biggest, brightest lights, you know. And uh, we love all that stuff, but before all of that, before December 25th was an arguing point that people started arguing about, before the tree was brought in, before, there was Jesus Christ. There was Jesus Christ. And that's what John 1 is all about, right? Before all of that, there was Jesus. Let's read that, John 1, 1 through 18. This is one of my absolute favorite. This is my favorite prologue in the whole scripture. This is great. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. This one was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of humanity. And this light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. A man came sent from God whose name was John. This one came for a witness in order that he could testify about the light so that all who would believe through him, that, not, that one was not the light, but came in order that he could testify about the light, the true light. Who's, who gives light to every person who's coming into the world. He was the wor world, and the world came into being through him, and the world did not recognize him. He came into his own things, and his own people did not receive him. But as many received him, those who believed in his names, he came to them, uh, he gave to them authority to become children of God who were born not of blood nor of will of the flesh, but the will of the husband, but of God. And the word became flesh, and it took up residence among us and saw his glory, the glory of one who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him, crying and saying, this is the one he, he about whom I said, the one who came after me is ahead of me because he existed before me. From this fullness we have received and grace after grace. For law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came about through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God in any time. The one, the only God who is the bosom of the Father. That one has made him known. That is a great prologue. That's a great message right there. That's amazing. This is one of the most theologically 
theological, the most important theological statements of the whole New Testament. That's saying a lot because there's a lot of important stuff in there. And this is one of the most important statements of the New Testament. Just right off the beginning. In the beginning, God was the Word. And it's supposed to remind you. It's supposed to remind you of Genesis chapter 1. You're supposed to automatically be like, I remind, in beginnings. Well, where we hear that language before? Well, in beginnings, Genesis chapter 1. So all the way back at the beginning of the book, Genesis chapter 1, very first. And we're supposed to, well, Jesus was all the way back there at the beginning of the book. We're supposed to automatically make that. I said, John says, this is the association you're supposed to make. All the way back there. In the beginning, God. In the beginning was the Word who is God and was with God. And through the Word, all things were created. That's amazing. So when we say the word, Jesus was the word, we're not talking about your Bible. Not like we took Jesus' flesh, skinned him, and, and wrote in his blood on the flat tattooed. And, uh, no. In the beginning was the word. So that word, when you're reading in Genesis chapter 1, and it says, in beginning God said, that was Jesus. In beginning God said. And it was the very utterance the, the power of the word, the statements. The word that was with God in the beginning refers to the total utterance, the, the everything that, that created everything, visible and invisible. It's not some abstract reasoning, but God self-revelation, self-communication the word that became flesh and, developed and dwelt among us. So that word that reveals himself in creation continues to reveal himself in Jesus Christ. And so we see the whole message of Jesus Christ is not just about his birth, not just about his death, but it's his, his time as the tabernacle. His time as a dwelling amongst us. In this passage, John 14, 114, dwelt among us. The Greek literally means to pitch a tent. That's what that word dwelt among you means. God pitched a tent among you. That's supposed to automatically remind you of that time when the Jews were in the wilderness and God built them a tent so that wherever he moved, they would move with him and he would always be the center of their lives. Starting back in the book of Exodus. That tent, that tabernacle, symbolized God's presence in the midst of his people. And he says, the word became flesh and pitched his tent among you because Jesus, the word, was always there amongst you. He was the center of your lives.
This passage speaks of John the Baptist, which was prophesied in the book of Isaiah chapter 40. The whole prologue, the whole thing we read, it, it, it is to tell the people that the Messiah that's promised in the Old Testament is here. Christians were not trying to start a new religion. They were trying to say, Jesus, the Jewish man, this, 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 this prophesied in the Jewish scriptures, is here. God, this, this world, this word has entered into this, uh, and a new kind of word is here. The self-revelation, the self-communication, something that we can understand. Jesus. That flesh. Not a separate God, but God became flesh. And God used this time, which we celebrate at this Christmas hour, God used it to enter into relationship with us, even though we are fallen. Luke chapter 2. Many of you guys read Luke chapter 2 every Christmas, right? That's your, your, your hobbit. Luke chapter 2. Now, it happened in, that in those days, a decree went out from Caesar, Augustus, to register all the empire. This first registration took place when uh, Quirinius that was governor of Syria, and everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. So Joseph went up from Galilee to the town, uh, to, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was, the, he was of the house and the family line of David, to be registered together with Mary, who he was legally promised in marriage to him and was pregnant. And it happened that while they were there at this time, came, um, the time came for her, uh, her to give birth. And she gave birth to her first son firstborn son and wrapped him in the strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there's no place for them in the, the inn. So they travel to, I love Bethlehem. The, the, the word itself is just awesome. Bethlehem means house of bread, um, which has all kinds of meaning for us. We think about Jesus being the bread of life. And uh, he comes from, he, from the plan, town of the house of bread. A small town, and there's no room uh, in, in, in the place where travelers would normally stay. We're not talking about the Hilton. We're not talking about Holiday Express. We're talking about the place where, where travelers would normally stay. And so there was no room for them, and so they would, it's not like they went to the barn. Uh, houses at that time period, you would have sleeping places in the upper, and then Underneath the houses is where the animals slept, especially in the winter. And so there was no room for them up where people slept, so they were down with all the animals. And so, uh, so he lays, so they were down in the sleep with all the animals, and the shepherds came, uh, and it says the shepherds came and proclaimed, and gifts were given to him, and, and the, you know, those wise men traveled. Of course, we love this scene, right? Of course, it didn't happen all at one night, probably. Um, but um, 
the wise men came. Wise men, uh, they were traveling from the east. They were tra- traveling from Persia. Who are, uh, they were, um, they, tra- they arrived from when Jesus was anywhere from one week to, to two years old. There's arguments about that one. And so, but they were, they were practices. They, they weren't even believers and they weren't Jews. They weren't, they weren't Christians. They were believers in Z- a religion called Zoroastrianism probably. Zoroastrianism is a Persian religion founded in the 6th century. Um, if you're like, where's Persia? Think the book of Daniel. Um, and, and they have um, kind of, you think Iraq, Iran, that kind of area. Um, you have um, kind of like the whole book. I don't know, I've, read, I've read the, 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 the book. The whole book, uh, their, their religious texts are all kind of about heavy into magic and astronomy and astrology. And, 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 and God uses their religion <laughs> to reveal himself. <laughs> Because they're studying a created world, and he says, I want to show all of creation is going to scream out, Jesus is here. I'm here. The word is here. The, 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 the way I'm going to reveal myself is here. And the truth and the wonder of God's creation, uh, you know, is screaming out, you know, you know his image was, crea- was, was in creation. And we've corrupted that. We've used his, the, the, his, his creation in all kinds of wrong ways. But there's some things where just, God says, you know what, I, the, all of my creation, those, that Jesus was a part of, that it was you know, in Jesus, the word, it was all spoken through Jesus, that this creation came about. And it says, it's gonna scream out. Jesus is Lord. I mean, even the rocks, when he's uh, towards the end of his life, right? Even the rocks, is if they don't say it, the rocks are going to. And his, his, um, his, and he says, he says, you know, I'm going to create for you an image, myself for an image, and that's going to be you guys, us. And we've been corrupted by sin, and, and, and God said, you know what, I want to come and meet you on your level. And so Jesus became not sinful, but he became man. He became what we were supposed to be. And he came to seek and to save what was lost. And that's the joy, that's the gift of this world. That's the real gift. I mean, you know, I know we have, we have lots of fun buying gifts for each other, but that's really the gift. I mean, it's hard to beat that. Someone coming and becoming flesh. I mean, we, we talk about this, the sacrifice of death, which was a huge sacrifice. But we don't often talk about the sacrifice of becoming flesh. I mean, think about that sacrifice. And God revealed himself. He opened himself up for his children of God so that we can be children, that we can have eternal life because of his self-revelation, because of Jesus Christ. And so we take joy in, in the idea that we can know who God is through Jesus who came to live a life, was born, lived a life that was without sin so we can see and he can understand us. He entered into time to deal with us. He, he limited himself and, his, and he, 
he can understand that we can understand him and he can say this is what you're supposed to be and then if we accept Jesus Christ we we admit we need we need a savior we say I can't do this on my own I can't he comes and the Holy Spirit comes and enters into us and makes pitches its tent inside of us the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us makes us his temple Pitches its tent inside of us so that we can have that life so that it's in us. As we walk, we spread the kingdom of God. As, as the kingdom of God is spread, it's through the, the blessing of Jesus Christ that we, we, that we are blessed. And so we take joy. We take joy this time of year as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We take joy because Who Jesus is. And we think, we, think we, we take joy. We say, I, I don't need all those stuff. I mean, some of you have tons of stuff under your tree. And some of you have very little under your tree. And some of you have people that you're surrounded by. And some of you say, I wish I had these people. And all of that is wonderful or important stuff. But it's not about what Christmas is really about, is it? It's about Jesus. We're celebrating Jesus who came pitches tent among us so that now that he's gone on and is standing on the right seated at the right hand of God interceding on our behalf the Holy Spirit comes and pitches his tent in us if we've made Jesus the Lord of our lives and so I guess I think if we think about our next steps I think the, the next thing we have to really think about right is have I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? I mean, isn't that the, the first thing we have to say? Have I, is Jesus the Lord of my life? And then on top of that, is Jesus the reason why I'm celebrating this Christmas? Let me tell you what, those, those gifts, 68% of people, they did a poll this year, 68% of people, I love stats, 68% of people cannot remember what they got last Christmas. I see some of you, you're like, do I remember? <laughs> Those things will fade. Not just when you die. Most of you can't remember what you got last year. And then try remembering who gave it to you, right? <laughs> That's what I have a wife for. She writes all that down. <laughs> if we say, well, am I celebrating for things? Is my God really Santa Claus from Coca-Cola? You know what, if you're focused on the things this Christmas, it might as well be. If we're, if we say, well, am I, am I focused on family's wonderful? And it's very important. We talk about the, the joy of family this time of year. But if it's above Jesus, I, I, I'm a full 100% believer that family is your first ministry in life. If you've got, been called to a family, it's your first ministry. But it can't be before Jesus. 
Say, well, my, my total focus is on family. Well, then you're missing something. Now, that's not give you permission to neglect your family this Christmas. Don't hear that. Some of you miss, take my words, all kinds of wrong. You don't get to neglect. They're your first mission, and God gave you them. But they're given for God. Some of you, you focus this Christmas is on the hecticness of it, right? You're like, well, I've got this going on and this going on and this going on and this going on. And you forget that Jesus came and it's supposed to be joyous and we're supposed to breathe. And the blessing of Sabbath, Sabbath is one of my favorite commanded holidays and we take it every year. It's a great holiday. It means rest. Cessation. See, some of you are like, well, I, I don't know what that means. We gotta rest and breathe. Even that Bible passage, remember one of my personal favorites, I know many of you guys know it, right? Be still and know that I am God. Be still? I mean, that's hard for us, especially in America. We're like, I'm, I'm still on my, I'm still while I flip through my, let me, let me. <laughs> Your body's still, you're not actually still. <laughs> and we're supposed to be a joyous time. And, and some of you are, are, are caught up, and I, I, my heart goes out to you, you're caught up in the sorrow. Because someone that you loved spending Christmas with is just not here. They're moved on. You know, death is just a part of life, and it's hard for us. And, and you're, you're missing them. And, that, and that my heart goes out to you. Or, or something horrible happened to you in your childhood, maybe around Christmas when that uncle came to visit, or that aunt, or that. And so it's hard. Or when you came home from school. Or that, or, or the, 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 the family you were supposed to have that everyone else had at Christmas and you're like, I don't have that. And, and it's, so Christmas is hard for some of you. And there's no denying that it's hard for some of you. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. But I'm saying that's not what Christmas is about. We embrace that, absolutely. We're here with you. I, I, my heart goes out to you. This isn't about you, which is hard for some of us to hear, isn't it? We want it to be about me. We live in a society that likes me. I mean, how many times do I post so I can get my likes all over? I mean, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. And we put our focus in on ourselves. Boy, that's a sure way to ruin a Christmas. Oh, you might have some good ones. But you know what? That's going to fade too. And you'll see people all around you that will like try to draw. They'll be like, you know, put your focus on me. Put your focus on me. Put your focus on me. And we have to be resistant, right? 
It's not about you. And now we have this wonderful thing called football this year all through Christmas. And I'm not saying football is bad, but the temptation will be, I'm going to put my focus on football. I'm not saying don't enjoy a game, but that can't be our focus. That game will be over in a couple hours. <laughs> then you have, what, six hours of watching TV, and then it's gone, and what? If your whole life is caught up in your team, right? Well, if for some reason, if my team does well, it's a reflection on me, you're not actually playing. <laughs> you had nothing to do with this. How empty. We have to put our focus in on Jesus Christ. That has to be our next steps, right? Is have I accepted Jesus Christ? Is the Holy Spirit pitched its tent inside of me? That it's living in me? And then how am I putting my focus, where am I putting my focus this year? As we focus in on Christmas. Which in its very name, Christ Mass, is about Christ. Father God, right